0: All right. Thank you everyone for joining me on the High Ground podcast. Uh, This is super awesome. I'm excited to talk Vader. Um, This is all things Vader. And as uh, Travis's shirt says, Vader is a choking hazard. So uh, tread lightly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I want to uh, start by kind of going around the circle and I just do clockwise. I don't know if the orientation is the same for everyone, but for me, it would go to travis but uh we'll start by asking you know who are you and um you know a little bit about your history with with star wars but mostly about you know what is it about vader why is vader such a badass how is he you know in my opinion the greatest cinematic villain of all time um i i i don't feel anyone else tops him not that he's my favorite villain i love dr doom but cinematic villain gotta give it to vader uh anyways travis your thoughts
1: okay um right after that i was gonna say you should have like a mods canada little meme like who are you you know uh whenever we have that question (laughs) (laughs) this is like my fourth time answering it but my (laughs) my name is travis uh for anybody who's just now meeting me via uh darth chocolate uh i've been on his podcast (laughs) a few times uh my background is you know i was raised around star wars loving family uh i was like in the 90s i had you know watched the originals uh and as they came out in the special edition in 1997 it was just i i i was just having a time of my life when seeing those in the theaters i, I feel like really privileged that i was with the Phantom Menace, uh everything just you know, that just blew my mind, the prequels. Uh I've always loved them. I know that there's criticisms, you know, there there's certain things that I uh wanted to see that I didn't see in the prequels, but for the most part, you know, they just you you start to appreciate them more and more as you as you age, as they age. Um and so yeah, Star Wars has just been really uh important to me, uh as because I'm an artist, I'm a musician, and Star Wars is one of the one of the franchises, there are a few that really co- uh, coalesce art and science fiction and I'm a science geek. So that and also music like all in the same uh just world you know surrounding each other and intermingling and and it's just for me it's like the ultimate creation uh and it's inspired me uh because i'm a writer as well as an artist to do something just maybe one percent of what george lucas has
2: accomplished
1: Mm -hmm. and and john williams combined with Doug Chang and you know all the
2: <laughs> artists anyway
1: that's my ramble of who I am uh, but uh, but Darth Vader uh, to me is he is the iconic uh, not only villain but main character of the saga um, and you know there it's there are very few if any, uh, characters or personas in pop culture or fiction that are are larger than Darth Vader. Um and it's very much earned. You know, you have David Prowse and uh uh um I, well, I don't know why I'm, <laughs> i Samuel, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 oh no! I'm getting. I'm, I'm already gonna get hate on that. Okay, uh, There's but you hate. know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm
2: saying. Uh, Darth Vader. He's just, he's just amazing. And uh, let's talk Vader. Let's talk some Vader.
3: Uh, all right, Pep. <laughs> so my name is Pep. I am at underscore element seven underscore on TikTok. I make a lot of educational videos on Star Wars and I answer a lot of questions and I try to get people to learn more about Star Wars every day. Um, My history of Star Wars, my brother, my older brother came home with the VHS one day. It was a new hope and it just skyrocketed from there. I just went down the rabbit hole. Um, Star Wars was probably my first brush with fantasy worlds and mythology and like everything about the jedi and the sith and the force just propelled my mind into everything i know about what i what i insert into design narrative and writing as a game developer and that's it it's just like everything about star wars is like it's like a it's like a puzzle You know, at first, you you don't see the whole picture, right? And Dave Filoni and Lucas has come out and said this many, many times. They don't give it to you because the best thing about Star Wars is speculation, right? And so they'll have comics, books, and they'll have the Clone Wars and all kinds of accompanying media that fill in those puzzle pieces that are missing. And then once that final puzzle piece is in there, you're like, now I get it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why I make the videos that I do is so that I get that one comment every like two weeks. It's like, you know, after seeing your video, I have a a new perspective on either the sequels or the prequels. And now someone new can appreciate these things. As for Vader, he is probably the only, if not the only, one of the only uh, villains that can command a space with no words said right and he's the only villain that you know it it, like shit's about to go down when you hear him (laughs) breathing so a lot of villains have like you know these iconic monologues and they have their signature catchphrases but it's like perfect example in recent memory is Fallen Order when I was playing that and you know Trilla is there she's like you know, having a moment with Seer, and then it's just, I'm like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. what (laughs) is he doing here? And that is like the exact reaction you get every time Vader steps on screen. And that's also the reason why I put Anakin in my number eight spot in my ranking, and people were like freaking out. I was like, why is Anakin getting so much hate? Because I did my Sith ranking, because Vader is up there. I like him more as Vader instead of Anakin.
0: And that's it. That's one of the big reasons I wanted you to come on to this episode, too, is that <laughs> ranking. And then um, uh, we have Victoria Vader here. Uh, if, <laughs> if that last name doesn't tell you who who she likes. Um, <laughs> yeah, same question for Victoria.
4: I'm Victoria, and I swear my cheeks are going to be hurting by the end of this. They already are because I'm just so happy to be here. Um, I'm It's Victoria, y'all, on TikTok. I got into Star Wars. Um, as something that like my entire family could come together on. We went to Star Wars Weekend 2006. It was a great time. Um, And I just really enjoyed having something to do to engage my entire family. Like my dad, my mom, my little brother, and me, we were all able to come together on to this interest. And so um, I was just enchanted with the universe of Star Wars. Um, Beyond that as like an adult and looking into how beautiful Star Wars is I appreciate its lyricism and as we've mentioned before it's like the expansiveness of this universe is just unmatched. It's so beautiful as you're mentioning about the puzzle and like new pieces to the puzzle every single day and there's always something to learn something new to see Um, and so I I love that about Star Wars. Um, I remember seeing uh, I vividly remember seeing *Revenge of the Sith* in theaters, um, and so I grew up in that era of Star Wars. I remember wearing Leia buns and a Darth Vader shirt to school, so um, it has definitely been a part of um, like my family uh, growing up. Um, but about Darth Vader, so throughout this podcast, we'll talk about him uh, and his, you know, impact on a larger scale, so I kind of want to talk personally why he's so significant to me. And I do a lot of thinking about this. Um, so fiction, it allows a consumer agency on how they process the information. Um, and so with, with Darth Vader, I think he falls into the category of like what, how I can process his story in my real life. I'm obviously not relating to him or idealizing any moral g- greatness that he possesses, which is also the function of fictional characters. But for Darth Vader, to me, he represents in a larger scale that anything can be conquered. Any darkness can be overcome. Um, and that just was so beautiful to me. And it, I think that's why it's so impactful in the long run is that he's mutable to be the face of both. Every, the darkest evil you know, and the conquering of that, the redemption, the light that you can find. Um, and so I guess um, growing up, Darth Vader, I was able to like project anything bad onto him as and see that I could conquer that. And so to me, I see Darth Vader and I see hope because it makes me remember anything can <laughs> be
0: conquered I don't know. that's cheesy that's awesome. no it's not cheesy it's I, I love it yeah ex- exactly oh and you know no one else in the, no one in the Star Wars universe uh thinks of Vader and thinks of Hope but <laughs>
4: right
0: right <laughs> I do appreciate that, that experience yeah and then uh for for me you know thinking about it and especially how how Pep mentioned the, the puzzle um Star Wars to me has always been uh, like an onion right it's about it's about layers <laughs> yeah. and at its most basic layer it's it's a a young adolescent's power fantasy really is the outside layer but there is so much love and thought process and history and lore making and research um, and understanding went into building this universe that you know, when you're little and you see this, yes, you see this, the power fantasy, like, oh, I would have superpowers and all this stuff. And then you get a little older and you go in a layer and you're like, oh, there's extra stuff here. And you get older, you go in another layer and you just keep going down. And I still find stuff that I'm like, wow, I I just, like just today, I, you know, learned that um, in all three acts of Empire Strikes Back, uh, Luke at some point is suspended upside down and he has to use the force to in um, that predicament and how that advances the story and how, I don't know, it's just there's so many you know, he, he's he's upside down hanging from, from the ceiling in Hoth right, mm-hmm. uh, he's upside down doing a handstand when he's training with Yoda and he's upside down at the bottom of the Cloud City and when he has to reach out with, with Leia and it, you're just like that's a thing that they did on purpose? Yeah, it just that's awesome. Star Wars rhymes. I don't it just it just goes deeper and deeper every every freaking time. I love how you <laughs> mentioned
3: uh, onions because once you get deep enough you can start crying.
0: <laughs> and it's okay to cry. But yeah. if you don't want to cry you can hold a piece of bread in your mouth and it absorbs it. Uh, that's a whole thing. Life huh. hack. <laughs> Things you learn. Yeah. Um. All right. So first thing is, I just want to talk about overall design. Uh, I mean, you don't have to know everything about like how Vader came about, but I, I don't know. He just cuts such an imposing figure, and I just want to take a minute to talk about the design of Vader and his lightsaber and all all that stuff. And if you can start with uh, Pep. Well, the thing
3: that that strikes me is in. Uh, with Vader's design is how simple his silhouette is because lots of you know villains of yore and even today have silhouettes where there's horns and huge gaudy shoulder pads and his is just practically well I don't want to talk about like the other things it resembles but it's just it's a simple shape but it's so commanding that you know immediately that that 's Darth Vader, and that 's no one else it can 't be anyone else with a helmet and a cape it 's darth Vader and in terms of the face, you know at, uh, when I first watched Star Wars, I thought his helmet and his face mask looked ridiculous, but the older I got, you know, the more menacing it looked, and just how i don 't know how how evil of a feeling it gives off on first glance.
0: Yeah, it just like empty eyes, not <laughs> doing anything. The big bulging eyes. Yeah, uh, and then also, I, I gotta say, I actually do love the classic red lenses from the original, but that's, that's a whole different topic, <laughs> um, but uh, Victoria?
4: One thing I love about Darth Vader's character design is from the beginning. He was designed to embody both the universal and the specific. So um, his costume in itself, um, with the helmet being inspired by like the Japanese samurai and the face mask being of the like membo tradition of, yes, protecting the face, but also being like scary. Um, as like a psychological torture wep- weapon. Um, and, and then his capes were monk capes or from like a um, nomadic tribe. Um, and his bodysuit was um, a military uniform from the German trenches in World War One. And so just having these universal elements but also very specific elements, um, I think is really beautiful in his character design, not only physically, but, um, ultimately, like, as the story goes on, the more we learn about him embodying both very specific details of having a very complex, unique story, but also being a universal character and relating to universal ideas. So another thing I really, really loved in his early design um, is the fact that, like, um, there's, like, I, I made a note on this, that the first time he's written about is like the idea of being conjured through the wind coming in on the wind and so I thought that was a really beautiful kind of metaphor of his presence like um, like you were saying earlier Pep about how he's in the scene when he's not in the scene like when he's not speaking his presence is commanding and in the 1976 novelization there's an F alliteration to describe him like and it says flowing black robes on a figure for face forever masked and so those f sounds sound like his respirator so like like the f sound and so just the idea of conjuring him um, as this kind of almost otherworldly mist is really beautiful um and then just kind of going further into like his actual portrayal how the people that played him always said, don't get in the way of the character. Like James Earl Jones, there's a quote that says, I did not want to get in the way of the character. And so Darth Vader is himself. um, And with him being faceless, it's interesting because he's not an actor or anyone who portrayed him throughout all of history. He is Darth Vader and that is his identity. And um, I just, I really think that's, beautiful
3: (laughs) i also didn't notice like until later on that he still had anakin's tunic like around his
4: suit that's amazing I yeah like the
3: the like his the cloth that's around his mechanical part Mm -hmm. of like that Uh chest part that's his black tunic but it's not crossed it's just he's still wearing it
0: that's amazing oh no i i i yeah i mean i can't talk anything anyone said but um, his just like you said his his silhouette being so recognizable mm-hmm. it just makes me think of um you know the the uh illustrations for the phantom menace where it was anakin as a child but the shadow on the wall was yeah. vader's yeah. and the same thing about when in attack the clones when he gets on the speeder to go out to do the sand people but his silhouette is Vader's silhouette and it's just that type of like iconography that makes it a character so unique and you know like you were saying Victoria uh, Vader is his own character I know James Earl Jones I love James Earl Jones to me when I see Mufasa I hear James Earl Jones
1: you know James
0: Earl Jones Uh, I wish (laughs) (laughs) I thought you said you knew (laughs) (laughs) No, no but um, but but you you know what I mean like w- when I watch The Lion King I hear James Earl Jones' voice. Uh yeah. but when I watch yeah. Star Wars I hear Vader's voice. I I don't hear James yeah. Earl Jones. That's true. Yeah. At, at all. Uh not to mention I actually just rewatched uh the original voice acting from David Prowse. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's like a—he's not menacing as a Scottish accent. It's—it's it's the best. I want
2: them alive.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, to his, uh to to Travis, you know, his design and concept.
2: Oh yeah, um,
1: yeah, you know, Darth Vader, he's kind of like the only other iconic character that I can compare his look to is like. Batman, you know the cape, the darkness, and in a lot of ways, you know they're very similar. Like you were mentioning, Victoria, they're based on samurai kind of characteristics. And uh, so Vader, he really does have that presence, that fear-inducing presence of just a all-black darkness. Uh, like he's 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 a monstrous. Demonic visage to anyone who encounters him, and um, and not only that, but on top of that, he's a cyborg, and so it, it has this like sci-fi element in you know intrinsically uh, built into it that he's he's human at his core, but only only you know just it's dead human you know and 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 everything that's keeping him alive is cyborg it's it's mechanical and so it it really it gives you the idea that he's lost his humanity he's just so robotic and 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 heartless cold and and that's the the scariest thought because you know that he doesn't care he's he, he's lost everything there is to care about and all he cares about is destruction that and you and you instantly understand that when you see him uh so it's it's just brilliant design um and and then when you have like his face really it, it mimics kind of the sunken eyes of a skull and so it really it 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 gives you that that under like unspoken language of death and and you're like looking at your own death when you're face to face with him uh i i just i love that and uh so and and vader his is uh you know all his buttons and stuff it's like nobody knows what those are for <laughs> laser mystery. There's, there's mystery <laughs> involved. Yeah, <laughs> laser Popcorn.
0: <jack>. popcorn. <laughs> ah, I always thought he made beats with those.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I like how you mentioned like the, the skull um, motif on his mask too, because like he could also be um, chalked up as like a visage of the Grim Reaper as well.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially juxtaposed with the white armor of the stormtroopers, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and, yeah. And then I
2: don't know. Go, go ahead.
0: <laughs> sorry. In addition to that, you just reminded me of the um, the the what was it called the rising of darth vader there was a novel it's it's no longer canon but it's very good and it starts it's, it's the beginning of vader being vader and it starts with him with his inner monologue of you know i look with my eyes but these are not my eyes uh, and i i breathe with my lungs but these are not my lungs and you know and the end is is this really living and I don't. It was just, it's just. It's It's so cool. It's so cool. But I don't yeah, want to spend. Have, like, the conflict was there from the beginning.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever Have you ever listened to the song "One" by Metallica? It's about a soldier mm-hmm. who's lost all of his limbs and his eyesight, and he's just basically just on a hospital bed, wishing to for death. It's like yeah. that is Darth Vader, uh, and until until given the suit and. And yet, still every moment he lives, he's still feeling that pain of just wanting to die. And, 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 and then that's what feeds his hate and anger. And I mean, it's no, it's no question as to why he's uh, so powerful on the dark side, because that feeds it every single moment of his life.
0: Yeah, actually, the uh, the ninth sister makes that same remark in the 2017 Vader comic, uh, and yeah, I'm gonna pop that page up right here so people can see it uh, <laughs> on YouTube later. But uh, no, that, that's a that's a great point. Uh, but moving on, I want uh, us to briefly all talk about Anakin. This is about Vader, but we can't talk about Vader without touching on Anakin and uh kind of your, your overall thoughts was he a, a whiny little little punk or <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> or 100 <or>, <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent? i mean i'm not even blaming the dialogue and the writing at this point which like just the way he the way they wrote the character in general i don't know
1: <laughs> Is that, are you are you including clone wars anakin with that
3: i'd uh, say so at some points yeah that's uh, I, but, uh, but so, it is so, a little bit redeemed.
0: It, it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, my my Anakin is Matt Lantern, but I do appreciate Hayden Christensen's portrayal, um, especially considering that George Lucas is famous for only giving one note t- to all his actors. Faster and <laughs> more, more intense. Oh, my <laughs> intense. <laughs> uh, but uh, Vic- uh, Victoria, we'll start with you.
4: Yeah, so um, on the note of Hayden Christensen as Anakin, I really appreciate that um, in his portrayal of Anakin, he did intense study of James Earl Jones's voice patterns and his speech patterns, and modeled his inflection after that. So I thought that was, you know, really beautiful. But on the note of Anakin, I, um, I really think there was a beautiful moment in The Phantom Menace, Um, by no means my favorite Star Wars movie, but um, there's a really beautiful moment in The Phantom Menace that I think like really captures the Anakin Vader moment for me. Um, And it's when he first meets Padme, and she asks him, are you a slave? And he says, no, my name is Anakin. And his assertion of identity there, and he says, I'm a person and my name is Anakin. So his assertion of, of identity there, And his attachment to his name being something like that can elevate him from where he is at the time he imagines himself as just being a pilot. But as we know through the portrayal of the story, he is the chosen one. He's supposed to be doing these large things and have this higher call. And then in Return of the Jedi, when Luke says, I know your name was once Anakin Skywalker, and he says, that name no longer has any meaning for me. I think that just like blew my mind because it's like at the time of his youth, Anakin meant, I can rise. I can be better. I am free. He's not a slave, but his name, Anakin, at that point he was enslaved and he was tortured. He was uh, at this low. He was um, Darth Vader. So that name meant nothing to him at that time. And so I don't know. I really, um, I appreciate the Anakin character, um, and yeah, that's all. I, like, uh, I appreciate the Anakin character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's. I will that's, say Matt, Matt
3: Lanter makes it more acceptable to me.
4: Yeah, he was in this like teen drama show I watched, and he was this nine hundred two one zero. He was. Uh, so oh, really? I knew him as that first, and then I saw Clone Wars Anakin, and I was like, no way. <laughs>
0: that would change everything that (laughs) changed
4: everything I do not recommend
0: I have to Google it he's the popular guy
4: not Anakin
0: no for for me uh, I mean I I did enjoy the the character of Anakin Um, and I also unlike a lot of people this is kind of a, a, a tangent but I liked that they put Hayden Christensen back at the end of Return of the Jedi because when I was little, and I saw Anakin, adult Anakin's Force Ghosts, I had no idea who that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Especially when you're little, right? You're like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. I, was, I saw I saw <laughs> Vader die. He looked like Mr. Potato Head.
1: Uh, <laughs> I thought he looked like an old woman, kind of like with cancer or something. It's kind of sad. <laughs>
4: you guys know this better than i do you guys know this better than i do but isn't like the the like the creation of a force ghost don't you have to like reassemble yourself or something did i read that yeah yeah wouldn't he reassemble himself as
0: the last person he remembered himself being anakin which I,
4: i do appreciate hayden christensen at the end for that reason
0: yeah yeah and uh, Anakin, as, as whiny or whatever of a character as he was, um, the little bits in the Clone Wars where you solve that element of darkness
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know on the surface of it, you hear the Jedi say you know, they're against attachment and you're like, that's stupid, right? Of mm-hmm. course you have to love. And then you watch it and you watch how Anakin's great capacity for love is what corrupts him uh, i i don't know that that kind of hit me you know because as um just in popular medium it's it's you know lo- love is all you need but uh, is that is Not that always like, is that always true i, I don't know
3: <laughs> i also like the dynamic that the clone wars showed with obi-wan and anakin in particular in particular with the notion of love because he talks about it With Obi-Wan when it comes to Satine and he's like Yoda warns us about attachments and Obi-Wan's like well you also don't forget about the underpinnings of remorse so that was a huge lesson and that's why I I was a Rey Kenobi person early on
0: (laughs) and that's why I love Obi-Wan so much because Mm -hmm. uh, Obi-Wan to me is still the example of the perfect Jedi a lot of people look at Qui-Gon for that but I also think Qui Gon was also misguided. I see Obi Wan having that same capacity for love and caring for absolutely everyone, whether it was Obi- uh, Qui Gon dying in his arms, Satine dying in his arms, or his enemy Maul dying in his arms. He cared for everyone a- out of principle, and I think that's what—that's what you're supposed to be, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole side topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Travis, your thoughts on
2: Anakin?
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, Anakin. Uh, okay. When we're talking about, there, I mean, there's a lot of talk about the dichotomy of the Clone Wars Anakin versus the movie, theatrical Anakin and that they seem to be kind of different personalities. But I don't think that takes into account the fact that the movies take place within like very very uh, small time frames and they're de- they're separated by decades so i mean you have the child anakin and then you have episode 2 is like 19 year old anakin and then episode 3 is almost 30 year old anakin and so these are and and then when you have just Episode two and three; those are just two moments in his life, and they're very trying, emotional moments in his life. You have his him having dreams about his mother getting killed and murdered, and 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 he goes after her to save her. Like this is a huge emotional time in his life, and he's seeing Padme again for the first time, and he's having all these feelings of love, and you know it's kind of cheesy but that's that's life it's it's like have you never felt like cheesy before Mm -hmm. and and i think that it's it's just a matter of that's the moment in his life that was pivotal and ended up being in that movie Mm -hmm. and then in the 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 um revenge of the sith i mean that's it's his transition into being darth vader and darth vader is all pure emotion it's he's tapping into the dark side and that is that is the flaw of of the of of what leads you to the dark side as yoda taught us in episode one fear and uh all of this anger and hate like these are all dark emotions and so he's like emo you know <laughs> like and it's 2005 <laughs> so here we go everybody's all <laughs> Dissing him for being emo, but but in the middle, I would also of, like
0: to take this point this to uh, just just say that both both Travis and I were both very emo people. We were both in emo bands <laughs> for were. years, we all
1: were. We went to lots of shows. <laughs> it was the best. Hey, emo's coming back.
3: We were all I at just... one point in our <laughs> lives the Anakin that said, "It's not fair." <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) that's my point man i mean we all have we're human we have emotions and that and that really is what made vader so scary because he even though he was feeding off the emotions to to fuel his power he was hiding well he was hiding a lot of the emotions that he, he he had about uh, you know, he's burying his emotions about his children, about his love that he had lost, but but all of that buried deep down was it was like a it was just like a root system for his power, and and it comes across as robotic, you know, because he doesn't care about anyone else but himself and his own pain, um, and 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 so. But but when you have the Clone Wars, Anakin, he's being heroic, he, and he's being the true Anakin that was able to be redeemed at the end. The heroic Anakin that he always wanted to be, uh, to free slaves from 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 that kind of oppression, and 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 we get to see that. That's why we love the Clone Wars so much. Yeah, um, and. And so there are two sides of Anakin, just like there are two sides to all of us, and and it's you know we, when we have control over our emotions and when we don't, and um, sadly for Anakin, it, it led to you know his embracing the dark side, um, and that's like Victoria was saying, is it's really it's it's something that, that is within all of us that we need to keep in check and 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 it's a it's an allegory for ourselves that we can look to to really try, try to try to try to not go so far you know and keep ourselves
2: in check and in control
3: it was yeah the, uh, it was the chosen one expectation really and ah, the, yeah, yeah. It, it, it rhymes with the last jedi luke because if you, if you need to understand why he went into exile you need to understand why anakin fell he was the chosen one and every single failure in his life led to such a dramatic fall from grace so once you're like on that pedestal the fall is that much um further
0: yeah you're you're not allowed to fail and Mm -hmm. uh, to, to me it just makes me think of how a lot of uh young people are treated right now and and of course when, when I was young too but it was like oh you're 18 you don't know what you want to do for the rest of your entire life and you're like mm-hmm. no I what I, I should know that now <laughs> no <laughs> you really shouldn't um but man this is such an awesome conversation but we're, we're going a little long so I, I want to go hit everyone really quick with this next one right um and we will start with uh, we'll start with Travis, um, Anakin, Vader. Two separate people, two different people.
1: Is that a question or a yes. statement?
0: That's a question. <laughs> question: are, are they two different people?
1: Oh, um, I get this
0: question a lot myself. You know, so yeah, well, your thoughts.
1: I would really, say really <laughs> I would say they are two different personalities. Um, but I don't think they're two different consciousness, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's really, it's hard to, it's, it's a yin and yang. It's the the light and the dark of the same person. And, and yet at the same, at the same time, like we see in the Clone Wars, we see, when Yoda faces his own darkness, um, the way he was able to pass that test was to stop fighting it and denying it and accepting it as part of him. And he absorbed it. And, and, it, and, and, and so it wasn't that he abolished it or completely threw it away. But he accepted it and recognized that it was a part of him that he needed to keep in control of. And uh and Vader is the outward manifestation of that darkness in Anakin that he lost control over. That overtook okay. him, overpowered him.
2: Alright, that's good. Uh,
1: until until the end.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh Pep? Two different people, same person? Um
3: I'm gonna cop out and say something different. He's two entities, um, two fragments of the same crystal. Um, and it's kind of like building off of what Travis just said. He's he's like, Anakin is, is the ego and Darth Vader is the superego. And <clears throat> I'd say Anakin trying to find the balance within himself um, between the two um, egos was what, kind of made him fall because he d- he couldn't live um with both. And so like the superego completely took him over. Uh and yeah, sorry. I don't want to like <laughs> ramble on. It's it, it was just two entities of the
0: same person. Okay. Who's who's his id? <laughs> Padme. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Victoria same okay. person, two people? <laughs>
4: um yes and no that's a really easy way for me to cop out of that completely but i would say yes and no um building off of everything that was already said i think it's two evolutions or divergence of the same tree or person so i think it's um i think that's why we say in certain moments we see vader or we see anakin because um we kind of do compartmentalize them as two evolutions of the same person, um, but I, I, I definitely think there is that convergence um, that I think they're trying to symbolize, and with his character having those two alternate um, manifestations is that, like, it is two sides of the same human being, and it is the same person. Um, so, yes and no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is a great point too because okay. when he like stops the, when he stops Luke from striking down Palpatine I call him Anakin there yeah
1: yeah. yeah. There's, there's a quote uh, it's from a song and also from a book I believe it's two roads split out from here dividing and the barrier between who I am and who I want to be
2: okay.
1: and uh, it's from first to last
3: and uh,
0: vader looks like he would listen the first to last uh uh, kylo ren as well but um i i I digress uh so for me i am you know i mean we're all essentially saying a lot of, of very similar things but uh for me it's it's one person but vader wants it to be two people and that's what the problem is, because he can't truly make it to people, and he says it. Anakin was weak, so I destroyed him. Uh, you know, and then you know, Luke's like, I, "I I sense the good in you," and he's like, "It's too late for me." <laughs> um,
3: there is no conflict.
0: So, I, for for me, it's it's one person, one through line, and. Um, as we read him in the comics, he tries to destroy anyone that knows who he's supposed to be mm-hmm. because of his oh, own yeah. because of his own personal shame. I think of the 2017 comic where he finally captures Jocasta New and they're on a ship with a bunch of stormtroopers. And she's like, "I know who you are. You're Anakin. You're Anakin Skywalker. This guy commanding you is a Jedi." And so Vader kills everyone on board that ship. <laughs> Um, he wants he but, wants it to be one person, uh, but he can't. Yeah,
3: there's first. several moments, dude, in the comics, like yes. in this the Star Wars where he um encounters Luke for the first time, mm-hmm. and he picks up the lightsaber and he's like, I know, this. I recognize this lightsaber, and when he reports back to Palpatine, he's like, Nope, nothing to report <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs>
1: I I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said he was ashamed. Mm -hmm. He has deep shame over what he's become. And uh, and yet that he views it as hatred toward what he used to be uh, because it's constantly haunting him. And so that's why he says, Anakin is dead. I killed him, you know, and and from a certain point of view, that was true, and that point of view is Darth Vader's point of view.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I love how you say it because it it indicates, you know, just like Victoria was saying other uh, earlier, that Darth Vader, even in scenes he's not in, he's this looming specter over everything. But mm-hmm. from Vader's point of view, Anakin is this looming specter over everything oh that's just super yeah. cool
1: um, <laughs> yeah and and that
3: i'd include padme in that too
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah
1: and that can happen you know and, and it's it's uh it's a very real thing i mean it's it's exaggerated in darth vader's story but but just in reality and in, in, in all of us you know we may know people or we ourselves may have some like what we used to be, like, you know, the innocence we had as children, you know, and and, and it's like, there's a deep psychology that that this speaks to, and um, it's really interesting. I mean, even my, my own, I had a conversation with my own mother, like, over 10 years ago, where I asked, you know, we were going through a lot of emotional stuff I won't get into, but I was like, what happened to, you know, the person I knew when I was a kid? And she's like, that person's dead. And, but then year, a few years later, she had a, you know, she she kind of like got through the issues that she was trying to work through. And there were very deep emotional issues that she had never really dealt with in her life. And and then finally she, she was able to, and she got the help she needed. And she's like a whole new person, completely new, like she, now she's the person that I knew when I was a kid. And so it's, it's, a, it's a real thing that happens in life that Vader really embodies in, in, in this fictional realm. And I think it's, but it's a beautiful story because I've, I've witnessed it firsthand and seeing that beautiful possibility of redemption yeah. is, is awesome.
0: No, definitely. And it's it's just you know, just like we said for everyone here, if there's things you don't deal with in your past, those past mistakes can become a looming specter over your life. It's that's a real thing. But um okay, so real quick we're gonna do uh two things. So we're gonna go around, start with uh with Pep this time. Uh believe I'm supposed to start with you. I'm moving every time. <laughs> but I lose track. So, <laughs> um, All right, so favorite Vader quote and favorite Vader moment. You can pull from anything. Oh my gosh. Can you uh, pick me last? So I can <laughs> all right, well, Victoria got excited. I feel like she has something uh, already in the chamber. Uh, go for it.
4: <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. I can't pick. But if I have to pick, okay, so if I have to pick, I'd say um, I love the lyricism and repetition of all of Darth Vader's lines. So everything he says, you hear it again or you've heard it before. So like you were saying, everything rhymes. So I'd say the phrase, the power of the dark side, um, is probably my favorite thing to unpack. So I would say maybe that's my favorite Vader quote.
0: All right. So Um, I, I I have to make you go into the detail. I saw you did a TikTok video on it and I I need it, I need it said here, please. Okay,
4: so so the first time he says um, the power of the dark side is when he's talking to Luke, and he is kind of like flexing, saying like the power of the dark side. The second time he says it um, is when he is speaking to Luke again in Return of the Jedi, and he says, you don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. And so this illustrates um, kind of how he is subservient to the dark side. Um, there, It's like the whole, like, the dark side doesn't serve you. You serve the dark side, that moment says. And uh, then the final time he says the power of the dark side is, again, he's speaking to Luke. Um, and he's about to chuck his lightsaber at him. And Luke said... Um, I will not fight you and he says, you underestimate the power of the dark side, meaning it as a warning. So I think there's so much beauty in that parallel structure of the phrase, the power of the dark side. So the first time it actually means like, the power of the dark side, but the other times are actually really sad. Um So I'd say the power of the dark side phrase is probably my favorite thing, um, like Vader, Vader quote. And it would be blasphemous if I did not say a cool Vader moment was the Rogue One hallway scene. <laughs> um, it would be blasphemous if I did not mention that. Um, I love everything about the duel on Bespin. I just, everything about it is beautiful. Um, I don't want to get too heavy into that and the, all the symbolism of that duel. But like the fact that they end on the bridge when he mentions being Luke's father. Bridges being a symbol throughout all of Darth Vader's character arc, I just, I just love it. And then um, I'd say another um, moment is when he turns his respirator off in the comics when Tarkin is hunting him. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I love it. I'm like,
2: YES! that was awesome.
4: And then um, when you kind of look inside his mindscape when Silo turns his kill switch. Wow. Oh yeah. gosh, it's so beautiful and so terrifyingly awesome. Um, and then the way he descends and rebels oh, in *Twilight*. <laughs> rebels. I
2: just, I just love it.
0: *Twilight* the <laughs> is one of my favorite *Star Wars* things ever of all time. It's just, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, I, I want to come back to come back to Pep. See if you thought of one yet.
3: Okay, so. <laughs> the favorite quote it will have to be kind of like a a playoff of victoria's answer which is you don't know the power of the dark side i must obey my master and that's a very telling quote because it's telling luke help me yeah. because you don't know the power that's that i have to submit to and i must obey my master i don't want to kill you, you 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 my boy you know and so <laughs> um He's literally warning him, like, you really don't know the power. Like, I'm not flexing on you. The power's real. I must obey my master. And as for the the moment, I'm going to give like an like like a off the beaten path answer. I think my favorite moment came from his comic where he fought Kirak and Phila. Um, mm-hmm. And that was like a very... Trying time for him as Darth Vader because he he was Lord Vader. He was he had overcome Order sixty six and he had eliminated the Jedi, and now there, this was this like remnant of the Order. This guy just took a pilgrimage and he was the Battle Master, and this was his first test as Darth Vader because he still needed that lightsaber, and he got he got mollywopped basically like the first encounter um and then dropped off and (laughs) yeah and then having like the only way to defeat him was to be darth vader fully and take advantage of you know that
0: guy's compassion oh i like that a lot that's it's it's uh it reminds me a lot of uh darth Kaitus in the EU
2: mm-hmm. and
0: how um, Jaina had to overcome because she couldn't beat him because she fought like a Jedi. <laughs> she had to learn how mm-hmm. to fight other ways in order to beat him. Um, for me, I'm gonna take a lot simpler uh, approach than both of you. <laughs>
3: um, no, I my favorite,
0: uh, my favorite quote is uh, "Sassy Vader." It's uh, a <laughs> Vader talking to Lando, going, "Do you feel you've been treated unfairly? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? You... No, no, not at all. It's it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> do whatever. Do do you? It, you know, I I just love love that quote, especially you know, um, I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. Basically, yes, yeah. you have no say here. I'm Vader." You're you. <laughs> um, this is not supposed to be fair. That's that's not a thing that this this is. And then as far as uh, Vader moment, I I did make a, a TikTok about it, but um, in the Lords of the Sith um, novel and also in in one of the comics, it's uh, when he essentially is trying to board. Um, He's trying to board a, a ship of the people from Ryloth. And all of the, all the pla- normal places to board have been destroyed. And he knows if you wait for the Star Destroyer to come in, they're going to destroy the ship. So what he does is he ejects. His ship is pressurized. So he ejects from his ship, lets it make a hole into their ship, uses the force to pull himself in, and... Leia-style. Leia just te- and terrorizes the ship. And when I say terrorize, I mean he kills the first person, picks up his comm, and just breathes into what it. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He just what breathes. What did I say about the breathing? It. And everyone on the bridge is like, uh, this can't be good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he killed everyone on the ship. So that's, yeah, that's kind of my favorite beta moment. Uh, Travis?
2: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: so one of my favorite darth vader quotes is uh most impressive like that's a good one uh and then also in rogue one where he says careful not to choke on your aspirations (laughs) critic that's a good one too and uh a lot of people made fun of that and i was just like why it's amazing (laughs) uh okay (laughs) yeah um Okay, but my, my real favorite, um, I have two favorite moments. Um, the first one is the actually, the Force, I, I'm, I mean, maybe this isn't a Vader moment, but I think it's a Vader moment. Uh, the Force cave on Dagobah when Luke goes in and faces mm-hmm. Vader. And it's it's a vision, of course, but but it's it's the first encounter Luke has with Vader. Um, he may not even have ever seen a picture of Vader before, and he sees this visage, and he's so frightened by it, and he cuts it down, and what does he see? He sees it himself and and there there's just so many. Onion-like layers to that scene, uh, that that you see—it's it's it's part of Luke's story, and and how he is liable to become Vader if he doesn't fight, if he doesn't, you know, if if, if he gives in, you know, to this darkness that Vader himself gave into he doesn't know he's his father yet but but it's a precursor to to that revelation so it's like he already knew it before he knew it yeah and vader is in that scene for all of us who watched star wars for the very first time episode four and five you know we're we're thinking like it's it's just a haunting scene for Luke, and and we don't know much about Vader, and neither does Luke, and yet there's the once you once you see all of it, you understand. It's like oh, it was his father, and now and it all makes sense. Um, and uh, like I said, there's just so many layers to it. Um, but. Yeah. I wonder if Vader had anything to do with that at all. You know, if, if there was some sort of mental uh, thing going on with the Force connecting them already at that point. Um,
0: and and then uh, I, I also,
1: uh,
0: I, I, would yeah, said, um, I would be remiss if I if I also didn't mention uh, another just amazing moment for me is, uh, and they're, they're uh, Vader and Luke's fight in Return of the Jedi. You know, Luke does a backflip up onto the platform behind you know, and he has yeah. the high ground. And then Vader's like, "I see Obi Wan has taught you well." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he just throws his lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it's that. Just, oh god, it's just about, hilarious yeah. to me.
4: I have another one that's like not serious at all. But in A New Hope, when he goes, "What." <laughs> I just love that moment, the way he says "what." <laughs> I lose my mind every time. Like, it has no like larger significance other than it's just funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, his his cape um, throw when he's like, yeah. "I sense of presence," and he's like, he throws his cape and like yeah. leaves dramatically. So dramatic.
4: so and that's serious. that's,
0: but that's so Anakin. That. Anakin is yeah. that dramatic.
4: I love the <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> and I love that he doesn't even finish the sentence he just leaves it with an ellipsis like I yeah. sense a presence I have not since, since...
2: he just like runs away
0: and the stormtroopers are like <clears throat> well we survived so
2: <laughs> it's a good day <laughs> um, okay. uh, well, well
1: what I was going to finish my uh, thought the other Vader moment that I love is actually in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin, he's already been deemed Darth Vader and he is sent to uh, Mustafar to destroy this, those separatists. Uh, the Nemodians and all of the droids and he's just like hacking them all. And uh, I mean it's, it's, it's a really gruesome scene and then you have that that shot of him just looking back at the camera with the red and yellow eyes and his and the 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 emotion in his face is like i mean he's looking straight at the camera, but he's not he's not looking at us as the audience it's not meta he's looking back at all the people that he just killed and looking like at the emperor with hatred for making him do it. And yet he knows he has no choice.
2: And and it's just,
1: it's, it's, it's just this, it's such a powerful scene. And I I love that.
0: Uh, Awesome point. I mean, especially if you, if you watch, you know, um, that, that film and the music that's playing at that scene, is actually the basis for Kylo Ren's music. If you listen to Kylo Ren's Ren's theme, it starts with the music that is playing when Anakin is looking with his Sith eyes out over Mustafar, which, oh my goodness, I I just love. And then also, you just remind me of this really stupid moment from the Revenge of the Sith novelization, which is one of my favorite reads. you know, Anakin walks in there, of course this is after he's been named Vader and is slaughtering people. And then one of the, the women on the Separatist Council says, uh, but Lord Sunni has promised us a handsome reward. And he says, You don't think I'm handsome? <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's, that. <laughs>
2: that's
0: it that's in the novelization I will put the page up here.
2: The Pep knows,
0: <laughs> Pep remembers. It, it just makes me laugh because it's such a stupid line. But that was aneg. You don't consider me handsome. You don't think I'm handsome. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so uh, a there
1: good was about it.
0: there was there was conflict um, and slash or light invader. At least that's what Luke was able to see. Uh, this is another lightning round, so we'll, we'll, we'll go around. Um, We'll start with uh, Victoria. I know we started with you last time, but it was supposed to be Pep's turn, and I'm just going to keep <laughs> going with that. <laughs> but supposed to be light in him. My question is, was that light always there? Uh, or was he all dark and then gradually came back to the light? Or how does that work, that, that light in conflict? Victoria?
4: I'd say the light is always there. But I also don't want to dismiss the actual ominous crushing darkness either. Um, or, like, the actual pressure of the darkness and the, the like, overwhelming presence of darkness. So I'm not um, diminishing that at all when I say I think the light was always there. But I think the darkness was really really powerful um, and I guess uh, yeah that's kind of all I gotta say about that <laughs>
0: <laughs> for, for for me I feel like uh, the, the darkness it's like a, you know the, the door was slammed uh, yeah. when he decided to, to become Vader and I, I believe that it only was like when he found out that he had a son that was alive yeah. that's my my theory is that's when the light came yeah. back. I feel like you know when you're murdering children, there's no light <laughs> but exactly. that's just me i i don't I don't judge I mean in that case you should judge, but still uh, <laughs> good. Travis was there always light there
2: um,
1: i i like I'd like to say yes uh I, I actually i believe there was there's embers within his heart um it's it's just they're they're so buried they're they're buried so deeply and he's made a concerted effort to bury them uh and uh you know i mean the darkness is is the opposite of light you know it's being devoid of light so i mean as far as physics is concerned if there's darkness then there's no light but uh we're not talking about physics we're talking about you know uh psychology so i think invader there is light and 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 i've i've written a fan fiction that's it's it's like a, what I would want to see as a Kenobi film or series um, <laughs> with with my friend or my cousin, Sean. Uh, but Vader is a central, he's the antagonist. And it's very much a Vader story as as much as it is a Kenobi story. And in this story, there's uh, a MacGuffin, if you will. That's like an, a, an ancient Jedi uh, relic. And when it's, in contact with anyone, it reveals their true nature, what's deep inside their heart. And if they're truly evil, it's gonna reveal that. And if they're truly good, it's gonna reveal that. So there's a moment where Vader is in contact with this relic and it actually for a moment, relinquishes him from the darkness and you see anakin again and uh obi-wan and ahsoka are involved and it's and it's it's very much like a call back to the rebels moment with anakin and and ahsoka and and so so what i'm saying is that i believe that that's it's there deep down within him but in, in my like in my fan fiction, it's only revealed through an artificial means. So once that thing is is, is is knocked out away from him, it's like he's he's totally dark again. So it's you know, and that's what tells Kenobi that there's nothing left with you know, he's he's completely evil. Through that experience he's just like, no, there's no chance. Uh, but that's my own headcanon. Uh, but but still, I I'm I'm saying you know I believe I believe there's some some light in him that eventually you we see come out.
0: Uh, I, so what you just it reminds me of uh, of a comic book where uh, from DC where the, the big three are all holding on to Wonder Woman's lasso in order to reveal their true identity, and uh, Superman says, "I'm Clark Kent." And one Woman says, you know, I, I am Diana uh, Prince. And then uh, <laughs> Batman says, I am Batman. <laughs> it's uh, <Yep>. just, <laughs> I, I just like that. Um, Pep, is there any light in there?
3: Yes. There's always been light and it's always going to be there no matter how small it was. Um, and this goes back to our discussion about balance. You know, there cannot be one without the other there's just one of them is just you know overpowering the other um and building off of what travis said Kent, like you know there's embers i kind of see it as uh you know um his light side is just a small kindling that's just waiting to be sparked um and of course luke being there this the spark is padme spark right and that like, not to plug my own book, but I, but it's one of the lines from the book, which was Ahsoka saying, I, I wanted to help, but in the end, I thought I couldn't do anything about it. Only Padme's last legacy could spark that kindling that brought, that brought Anakin back. Um, but we also have a lot of uh, examples of uh, Anakin creeping through Mm-hmm. like in the comics and in the movie where he's always been there right and so like like we've been discussing in this whole podcast Vader's just trying to snuff him out but he he can't completely extinguish it um so when we go into okay. his when we go into his mind space um on his fortress he sees a lot of his old memories a lot of anakin which he's supposed to have let go he sees padme he wants to save her still um so yeah it, it it's always it's always been there
0: yeah this is why i love talking to you guys every week about this stuff <laughs> because as soon as travis said the word ember i knew i was wrong <laughs> 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 it was like damn it yes it's, it's it is an, an an ember there was a fire there the fire has been put out but there are of these coals there that are still Anakin, and it takes very little to, to relight that fire, and uh, yeah, so I'm wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what From a that's what happens.
2: point of view.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, so moving on. Well, so we've established, yes, there, there has been this this little uh, crack of light that's always been in there. But let's let's talk about uh, his his redemption and we'll start with uh victoria
4: (laughs) okay so um his redemption is just like oh god it's so beautiful um i i guess i'm just gonna i guess i'll talk about the duel on bespin and what it means for his redemption to me um and i is that all right
0: yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. absolutely.
2: So I just, um, no, okay, no. So, <laughs> no
4: don't talk about Vespin. Don't talk about that here. Of course. So, um, okay, so the duel on Vespin. We kind of see that last scene and they're on, on the, like, bridge, uh, structure. And Luke kind of is descending or, um, and the moment he gets onto the bridge, he says, you are beaten it's pointless to resist. And I think he's talking to Luke. But he's also talking to himself because, and I'll say why, so the, bri- the bridge in any moment of Darth Vader and Anakin's character development, bridges are there, like the actual structure of a bridge. So when he's talking to Luke and says, no, I am your father, it's like Luke's identity changes. Bridges represent change, communication, etc. But But he's, he's changing Luke's identity to us right there. And he's also changing his own. He becomes his father, not just Darth Vader. Um, and when he acknowledges him as his father, as being his father, that is the first kind of spark of Anakin. Because that, that is his, part of his new identity. And so I don't know. I kind of love that moment. Um, and then I made a video about this. Um, just kind of, again, stop me when I ramble. <laughs> but uh, when he says father and son, so he says, we can rule the galaxy together as father and son. Luke throws himself into oblivion. Doesn't want any of that. <laughs> then when they communicate, he said, Luke immediately shoots up and says, father. Calls him father. Does not call him Vader. Calls him father. And then there's a long pause in which I think there is so much said. And then Vader says, Son. And I just that acceptance, that like, oh, beautiful, heart-wrenching moment. Um, So I think that's kind of some sparks to his redemption to me as like the most significant point to me. But uh, there's obviously tons of moments we see we see Anakin Um, Mm -hmm. that I think to me. Why do you
0: want me to cry?
1: (laughs) I love crying. (laughs) I actually felt... It's an onion, Brandon. It's an onion. <laughs> you're going to cry. I tears
3: welling up some thinking about that moment. I appreciate it, because then my, my answer is going to be
0: pale in comparison. <laughs> um, you're so great. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I also now feel inadequate. But
4: <laughs> no, I feel so inadequate to you guys.
1: <laughs> no, I like I, I love what you said about the bridges. It's like there's bridges... You know, bridging the gaps between these people and 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 the and and the the transitions. It's just awesome. Yeah. And there's a song, there's an album by Robin Trower called "Bridge of Sighs," mm-hmm. and it's really emotional. And I don't know why I just mentioned <laughs> that. But <laughs> <of him>.
0: Well, <laughs> so the thing that 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 stands out to me is before uh Luke and Vader go up in the elevator to the throne room when. You know, he's Lucas like, uh I, I feel the conflict of you father, let go of your hate. He says it really rushed and like I don't know, it makes me laugh every time. But Vader says, you know, it's it's too late for me, son. So him saying son acknowledges his the, the, the family connection, right? He's he's not this is just not just another dissident, you know, that needs to be destroyed. And it also You know, Luke goes to strike down the Emperor after Emperor is goading, and at this point, it connects. When you watch Rise of Skywalker, as as to this potentially being Palpatine's plan, is he needs a a perfect host, (laughs) and that could be Luke. And Luke goes to strike Palpatine down, and Vader stops him. And you think back to him saying, it's too late for me. And you think, I'm-, I'm saving you from this pain. And to me, that's his, like, that's the, the redemption. And then, um, you know, and then, of course, that leads to the, you know, let me look upon you with my own eyes, uh, but you will die. Nothing can stop that now. Uh, also, side note: Someone else in, in the comment was like, "How come no one mention no one else that was running around like noticed uh, Vader and Luke like lying there on the ground?" That's because uh, this isn't the first Death Star that was destroyed, and uh, <laughs> getting out of dodge is probably those people's main.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care about Vader. For,
0: first of all, if Vader is lying there, you run because either A. Uh, something bad is about to happen, or or B. Vader's gonna get up, and if you saw his weak moment, you're dead. So that's that's just another thing. <laughs> but but yeah, that's what I think of when I when I think of his re- redemption, uh, Travis.
1: Uh, wait, what's the question? It's about his redemption.
0: Yeah, yeah, just Vader's redemption.
2: Uh, Vader's redemption. Um, uh, it's it's really it's that's it's it's that spark of hope for everyone um, you know in in your darkest moment when you think you know there's no turning back there's always
1: a, uh, there's always light at the end of the, the tunnel you know and
2: and vader he's he's the he's like the most villainous villain and yet he was able to just put away all of that and uh and embrace the light
1: even though it was on his deathbed basically um there's it that that it just shows that it's never too late you know and
2: and you may be on death's door but if you say you know in your heart you know you're sorry for everything that you've done wrong whatever it is you know that's
1: that that's very meaningful and that and that is what the redemption is it's redemption
0: your and, past does not define you
1: yeah yeah it, it's it's how you feel about your past and if you're like man i'm so glad i killed all those people oh my god i'm <laughs> the best I'm talking to me when I say oh my god you know like th- then <laughs> great no redemption you're just you're Palpatine. uh but but uh, you know Vader he he really he had you know he was just weak in a lot of ways as powerful as he was he was weak and it was the weakness that that uh led to his his power and yet, if he were powerful, he would have not embraced the
2: power. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, well, actually,
0: what you said actually reminds me a lot of uh, from the Aftermath books, when Palpatine is talking to, to Raxus. Is it Raxus, I believe it is, and um, basically, uh, yes, yes. And he uh, essentially, you know, they play a bunch of different, like, play like chess and different variations of it. And the difference between when Vader died, he wanted to leave a positive legacy. Uh, Palpatine had a contingency plan and basically playing these games like chess, he asked him, do you know why when the king dies, you wipe the rest of the board? It's because everyone else deserves to die for failing to protect the king, and that just is like, okay, yeah, he's he's not a he's a bad egg. <laughs> we'll just the say that.
3: will not will not outlive me. <laughs> yes, uh,
0: but uh, Pep, your thoughts? Uh,
3: I I think I think his redemption started, um, after Order sixty six. Um, And that's because when he got his kyber crystal and tried to bleed it the first time, he actually had a vision of him not bleeding it, killing Palpatine saying, yes, I have made my decision and then went to beg Obi-Wan for forgiveness. Um, And I don't think these visions are just one-offs. I think these are deep-rooted desires, but of course, he doesn't know the power of the dark side until later on. Uh, but it starts from there. And then there's little moments peppered in, in the comics where he's just not telling Palpatine the whole truth about what he's experiencing. Um, doesn't tell him about Luke Skywalker. Um, and there, there are several moments where he he just shows rebellious nature towards Palpatine. He wants to just attack him out of anger. Um, and so, I think those those small moments, his redemption is an, is an amalgamation of several dip, smaller moments that was just Anakin reaching out and screaming out for help. And all it took oh. was Luke to finally, you know,
0: hero. finalize it. Yeah, hero. Yeah. Whew. Sorry, this is right along, but this conversation is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it's it's ah (laughs) Uh i just
1: say i i I love how like each one of us is like reflecting vader in some way shape or form (laughs) like victoria she's like in meditative like shame yeah meditative wish i had a
4: spinny chair
1: (laughs) 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 i'm i'm wearing him on my shirt inside the millennium falcon where i don't think he's ever stepped foot is that am i wrong I think he. Can you correct me if I'm wrong?
3: Did he step onto it in The New Hope?
1: The first no. time they landed. I don't think I know. so. This this might be the first time.
0: That's good. That's a good question. Uh
1: <laughs> um, uh uh. Pep, pep pepito. <laughs> Sorry, that pep, you're in the Jedi Council Chamber, like.
0: We
3: still that's do not grant him the
0: rank of master, yeah. and they shouldn't. I, I don't know why people don't understand. He was not ready to be no. a master. He's, not.
2: But he's really
0: good in war. He's really good at killing people. And you're like, but that's not the point. That's not what makes a good master.
2: Uh,
3: yeah. I think that I think the 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 disparity here is like a lot of people put a huge huge. Um, importance on the rank, but they don't realize that many Jedi in legends, because that's our only source of history right now, have done their greatest deeds as knights. Yes. Satil Shan was just a knight. You know, Bastilla was just a knight um during the a hy- no, hyperspace war, but during her what is it called? the events of KOTOR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, playing yeah, it yeah. again to, to refresh my memory, but, like, every like... By the way, Hoka, that's the best Hoka ship was in Star Wars. A, yeah. <laughs> Bastilla Eben Revan. Huck? Oh, the ship. Okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
3: Go ahead.
4: Is the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, no, you confused me. I was like, Ebon Hawk? Like, that's not a special ship.
0: Ebon Hawk is pretty cool, too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, Ahsoka, too, never made it tonight. Never made it tonight. Kanan trained Ezra, was still a Padawan. So, like, stop saying it's not fair. It's you're 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 good, right? You're a Jedi Knight. You're good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Brandon, uh, you're on Mustafar.
2: Oh yeah, no, that's know, right that's
1: in front of his his castle. His... Yeah. How's the weather? Uh, that's
0: it's uh it's getting better uh year by year. <laughs> No, no if, if you if you play the game, uh, Vader Immortal, they actually explain what happened to Mustafar. Oh yeah, and the events of the game indicate the eventual healing of the planet. And so when you see the planet, when I'm here uh, from Rogue One, it's better than it was in Episode Three. And then when you see it again in the opening of Rise of Skywalker. It's much better, you know. There's those yeah. trees. It, I I think it's really cool how they were able to tie all those together and make like this. It's super random and it doesn't add or change anything, but it shows that they care. You know, I, I think that's super cool.
1: Yeah, um, and I was gonna say that that. Right now it's not showing, but there was like, uh, there's like a ray of light that was like reflecting on you. Are you set, are you like I'm sitting it, yeah. in front of a?
0: Yeah, I have uh, a, like a, window a window with the blinds with the little slats. Oh yeah, there.
1: so every once in a while, yeah, there's a little ray of light on your shoulder right now, and it's like, and and. I symbolic mean, of
0: Vader's lines. We all
1: know, we all know Vader's black. You know, <laughs> <laughs> James Earl Jones
0: played uh. him. Yeah, actually so when I was when I was little and I'd play stories with my friends, I was never allowed to be a Jedi because Luke Skywalker was white. No, my friends were were white, right? So I I could be so they told me I could be Lando or Chewbacca and I was like screw you, I'm Vader. <laughs> and that ended that real quick. Um so let's talk about uh this is I know we're going along, this is uh, essentially the last like major topic. Um, the Skywalker legacy slash curse. Right? We, we have... It starts with Anakin, right? Because we know that Shmi wasn't the Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, although I would <laughs> like to watch that cut of the movie for sure. But...
1: I had a theory <laughs> that, that Ray was Shmi. That she like time-traveled back and became Shmi. That
0: was that's uh, because you, know. <laughs> you watched the 12, you were watching 12 Monkeys. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, so we, we saw Anakin be the Jedi's greatest hope and the Chosen One to their downfall and the greatest darkness of the galaxy to the person that actually fulfilled the prophecy. Uh, we, we, you know, we saw Luke is the next person to carry on the Skywalker legacy. Now, Leia was just as much as a Skywalker, but I wouldn't necessarily say that she carried on the same legacy, right? Um, Where Luke was the champion of the light, but had his own struggles with the darkness. Um, Kylo Ren was born steeped in darkness, and overall the skywalker legacy ended up being handed down to ray so I, I just wanted to kind of go go around and talk about this skywalker legacy being either a uh you know the, the legacy or a curse you know what in regards to luke kylo ren or ray uh and start with travis
1: okay um no like Skywalker is it's it's both a legacy and a curse I think um in in the sense that I mean just the name itself Skywalker it it, it evokes a, a an image of someone who's rising above who's flying in a sense uh, above you know in in the clouds is angelic and and so it's really it's like the most heroic name in a way and, and 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 so it's it's but it's a it's a cursed name because of the the darkness that that uh that really ha- happens to to Anakin and 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 it always follows him. It follows Luke. And it follows Kylo Ren. Uh, it's just this, you know. It, it it becomes a curse later on. You know, as Leia is found out that Vader was her father, it it really besmirks her name. And and so it's it's just it it it's really sad and it's a tragedy and that's what star wars always has been is this tragedy it's like shakespearean and and it's a fall from grace um and and it's this idea of of being something that's meant to be the chosen one something that is the best of the best and falling from that to be the lowest of lows and uh and so skywalker is it's an ambitious name that like can anyone live up to it and and that's really the the ultimate test for everyone who bears that name is can i live up to the name of skywalker yeah and 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 luke succeeds ray succeeds Kylo succeeds, Anakin succeeds, and it's, it's, it's just the challenge and the process of the, um, it's, it's not something that's easily achieved, that name, living up to it, but it's something that's possible and everyone succeeds at it, and so I think that's the message that, that, that we all can take away from it.
0: Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, Pep, your thoughts?
3: So if you strip away the myth and look at their deeds, (laughs) the the legacy of the Skywalkers is uh, hope. And the curse of the Skywalker name is sacrifice. Because every time they've instilled hope into the galaxy, there's always been a huge sacrifice, no matter which direction it was going, right? So when Anakin fell, um, the sacrifice was all of the people that were lost and the galaxy itself. And then when he got redeemed, you know, hope was uh, restored, Um, but he had to sacrifice himself for that. And then... um, I don't know where I'm going with this Uh, (laughs) hope yeah it's all about it's all about like keeping up hope but their their ultimate curse was was sacrifice and I found it almost kind of poetic that Kylo was the one to break that curse in a sense Um, and we've talked about this before but I'll say it again part of part of their curse of sacrifice is that is their progeny to begin with, which was the force. So if, if if all we're going off is all is as the force wills it, then that means they were there for a specific reason. They were there to make sacrifices, restore hope, and restore balance. And once that is all done you no longer get to exist. And it's a little harsher way of putting it, but <laughs> at the end of the day, all of the Skywalkers returned to the force that created them. And it, it, and it did so on the heels of Ben uh, ending the curse of sacrifice by saving the one he loved and finishing what Anakin started. And... That's just beautiful to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I I loved your your TikTok. Like it, it blew my mind. Of I will finish what you started. I don't know if you you don't mind reiterating that here briefly.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, didn't I just say
0: it? <laughs> I mean, you you did. You did. <laughs> okay. So
3: so Kylo Ren is basically saying like to the to Mask of Vader, I'm gonna finish what you started, right? And Anakin. The whole, the whole reason for living for him in the prequels was to save Padme, and save his mother from not dying, uh, or essentially save the one you love from dying. Kylo says, "I will finish what you started," and at the very end, he saves Rey, the one he loved.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just like that. It wasn't explicitly stated. You're, anyways, I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um. Uh, but Victoria.
4: So same. I love everything that you guys just said. So just to reiterate that, that's, that's exactly what I think. Um, I want to kind of like take a different route though. Um, so I love how Star Wars challenges legacy because, you know, legacy is number one, an inherently masculine thing, but an inherently elite thing as well. So Skywalkers were nobody. They were less than nobody. They didn't have an identity, they were slaves. And so it's like um, kind of that strip of uh, identity first and foremost, and then how they kind of expand this legacy, not only to not the elite, but not the masculine. So uh, like, Leia being included in the Skywalker legacy is important to me, Um, how they say like uh, the conversation that Luke and Leia have on Endor, like my it for strong in my family, like just saying that she's included too. That was really beautiful. Um, and so, just statements on legacy in general are so you know woven through Star Wars. And then with the addition of Rey into the Skywalker legacy, um, just kind of being like what you pick up, not what's handed to you. Um, there's just so many cool statements on legacy throughout this uh, throughout Star Wars as it is but i think as far as the skywalker legacy as you both mentioned it's a legacy of hope possibility and ambition um being more than what you are more than what you're made to be um and more than what you imagine yourself to be and so i think that that's kind of cool to take on to ourselves and like we want to be more and uh do more and answer those higher calls and so i think that would be perhaps i like take on the Skywalker legacy, the call of possibility. And then as far as the Skywalker curse, I was having a really tough time saying like what the Skywalker curse was, but just the, the notion of sacrifice was really beautiful to me. And so I kind of want to just piggyback on that. Yeah. But yeah.
0: That's the curse.
2: Uh, I,
4: I love like finding <laughs> parallels between Leia and Anakin Vader character and just there's so many beautiful ones and so I love like I just love that idea of finding parallels between the two of them and so uh I don't know I love including like Leia in Legacy too
0: yeah and uh if if Leia had been trained instead of Luke I don't think we would have had any problems (laughs) (laughs) you know Um, I I just learned
1: that I just learned that in a comic it reveals that Leia met Vader before Luke did. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware of that.
0: Well, I mean, she met him on the Cantina before, as well.
1: No, well, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, yeah.
0: you're a member of the Rebel <laughs> Alliance, and, <laughs> and it,
4: yeah.
3: But I would um,
0: like to amend. I'm,
4: I'm dad. <laughs> I would like <laughs> to no. amend
3: a little bit the the answer. The continued legacy of, of Skywalker now, as, it, mm-hmm. as the curse has been broken by Ben, is to represent everything the Jedi should have been. And this goes hand in hand with my theory about what Skywalker meant in Rise of Skywalker. Because it doesn't say Rise of a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. It, it was Rise of Skywalker preceded by the last Jedi. And so in my mind, I'm like, the fall of Jedi, the rise of Skywalker. Skywalker is the new name for Jedi. You're no longer recruiting younglings into the Jedi Order. You're recruiting them into the
0: Skywalker Order. And <laughs> I really do, I really hope they, they, they stick with that. That's how what, what I kind of got out of it, too. Um, for for me though, you know the the Skywalker legacy was Anakin. What and, and I also I want to uh, apologize for not necessarily including Leia in, into it. My thought wasn't fully formed uh, until I yeah, spoke, I get it. and then I I get I actually now have four. Um, so being a Skywalker was being the best of the best. It's it's being the hope of the galaxy. It's about being. Um, the light and a beacon and when you read the, uh, the current Thrawn trilogy um, there's a force sensitive there, there are young girls that are force sensitive among the Chiss and they don't have the in the outer rim it's really hard to navigate through hyperspace right the wings aren't mapped and things like that so they have force sensitive young girls they call them skywalkers and they're the navigators, because they lead the way. They are the beacon, the light, the hope. And uh, seeing that Anakin was for the Jedi, it was their beacon, their light, their hope. He fell, right? That's that was the curse. Luke rose up. It was the rebels' beacon, their light, their hope. Uh, he he succeeded. Now, in trying to create a new Jedi order. He fell into the same trap. You know, if if you're basing it off of the old Jedi and you do everything how they did, you're gonna run into the same problems that they did. And that was again part of the, the curse. Now, the overall message is that the um, the legacy is not your birthright. You have to do the thing in order to carry on the legacy. For Kylo Ren, he's like, do, do you know who I am? He's like, I was named after Ben Solo. My mom's, <laughs> my mom's Princess Leia. My dad's, you know, my, my uncle, he has all these legacies laid upon him. He should be, you know, Space Jesus or whatever. Um, but he didn't live up to it. You know, not till someone else showed him the way, And that was Ray and uh both leia and luke saw that and that's why both of them wanted her to carry on the skywalker legacy and she did and yeah that's my thoughts on the legacy of the curse. Uh, but I'll stop it with that, but I'm, I'm going to clip that and make that another video because I felt like I was on fire. This <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Next time I'm someone great. argues about uh, argues against Walker. Skywalker. <laughs> um, okay, so that's pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to do uh, any last thoughts, anything else you you want to say, and also where where can we find you? Uh, we'll start with
2: Travis. Um, yeah. Uh...
1: I guess last words would be, you know, to quote Yoda,
2: there is another skywalk. <laughs> that was good. Uh, on and, point. Uh, <laughs>
1: You can find me um, on uh, Instagram at the time trav, on SoundCloud at the time traveler with one L,
2: and uh, here next week, maybe.
3: <laughs> uh, pep. Uh, final word the new taika Ytd film i wanted to be fortress Vader with momen and him bleeding his crystal in that story so if that's cool. a thing i'm, I'm <laughs> in 100 percent um you can find me on tiktok Underscore Element Seven Underscore, uh, Instagram at Element X Style, and on Twitter at Element Seven X spelled out, and that is and
0: it. <laughs> and yeah. also, um, Pep is working on a project uh, for Star Wars.
3: Ah, that? yeah, yeah. So I'm writing. I'm writing a an audio drama called Star Wars Echoes of the Past. It is five years after the rise of skywalker um i don't know if this is really a spoiler or not but like you know mandalorians and everything um but yeah you could follow that project on on twitter hashtag echoes of the past and on TikTok hashtag echoes of the past and i'm still
0: accepting auditions as well
2: yes awesome Sounds awesome
0: and uh victoria final thoughts and where can we find you
4: oh man final thoughts um <laughs> Any problem is surmountable, and I think Darth Vader kind of shows us that. Um, And we all, like, his impact is that darkness can be conquered. I think that's uh, really important for us to remember right now, hope in a hopeless world. Um, And then there was something I wanted to say. One of the topics and outline was things most people don't know. Say it.
2: Please say it.
4: I want to say I found (laughs) really obscure things, but all of you probably know it. So, okay, I'm going to read this so that I don't go crazy. So, in the late 80s, there was a PTA campaign, nationwide um, that um, addressed the fact that children were scared of firemen because of Darth Vader, and so there was, like, an ad campaign released that was basically using, that, Lu- like, Lucasfilm signed off on, that, like, Darth Vader is not the fireman. Don't hide from the fireman. I oh, know that was kind of really interesting because that just shows the <laughs> impact of him on the <laughs> So there was an actual PTA campaign involving Darth Vader and then two bugs are named after Darth Vader in the official Latin scientific nomenclature, which is really cool, I think. There's a beetle species and a wasp species named after Darth Vader. <laughs> um, the wasp species awesome. actually does have some competition, though, because there's the Chewbacca wasp and the Yoda wasp variety. <laughs> what?
3: That's pretty cool. <laughs> Did not know that.
4: <laughs> I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, but again, my name is Victoria. Um, I'm It's Victoria, y'all. That's not IT apostrophe as I know, I know grammar. It's I-T-S because of the name thing. <laughs> I-T-S, Victoria, y'all. That's Y-A-L-L for y'all other people outside the South. And then um, I'm on TikTok and Instagram. And maybe YouTube. I don't know. We'll see about that one day. But that's
2: awesome.
0: it. Well, I hope you do do a YouTube because uh, your insights here far exceeded my expectations. It was awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, uh ad- ad- additionally Most impressive there's there's actually a section of um just outside of vegas and i discovered this by accident by actually being there i had friends in henderson there's a whole neighborhood and all of the street names are named after star wars right so there's there's a vader there's a tarkin street there's a like i'll i'm gonna overlay the whole map on this page. It's, it's
4: amazing. I'm gonna.
0: It's it's I'm actually. I
1: there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's, on yeah.
0: it's, it's pretty hilarious. I'll live on Dagoba. <laughs> 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 There's uh Skywalker Skywalker Drive and and
1: what? I'll live on Salacious Crumb Way.
0: Oh. But yeah, uh, so I am um, Darth Choco or Darth Chocolate, uh, pretty much everywhere. Also known as Big Black Nerd. Um, Black spelled (laughs) uh, B-L-A-Q. That's a a stylistic choice. Anyways, um, I'm going to leave everyone's links down in the description below, but Awesome conversation guys. I know we ran long. We always do, but this was amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and may the force be with you always. May the force be with you. you.
4: May the force be with you. Thank you. May the force
1: be with you.